to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing here on this Tuesday, the day after MLK Day? We have got a great show for you. I'm going to get into all of Super Wildcard Weekend. I'm going to preview the divisional round in the NFL. We also have the Columbus Rapids playing this Friday. I'm going to recap the Columbus River Dragons. Going to recap Columbus State and LaGrange College. Got a jam-packed show. I'm going to try to cram in as much as I can in the next 10 minutes because I've got two special guests that joined me yesterday. They're going to be on today's show. Gabe Reynolds and Rob Frazier back on the show once again. We recorded yesterday for MLK Day, and it is going to be a lot of fun. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE, 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Christie's Cafe, the Man in the Mirror podcast, and local grounds coffee company all right let's get right into the show last night the dallas cowboys dak prescott probably had his greatest game as a pro and the dallas cowboys defeated tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers 31 to 14 despite brett mauer missing four extra points the dallas cowboys were dominant And I know that Cowboys fans are pumping their chest this morning, and rightfully so. You deserve it. First road playoff win since 1993. And the Dallas Cowboys will take on the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday in the divisional round. I cannot wait for this game. I am excited. After the 49ers beating the Seattle Seahawks 41-23, it was a little rocky start as you know, a dumb penalty, and they were trailing at halftime, 17-16. to 16. But this was a divisional rival. This was Pete Carroll. This was the defensive genius that Pete Carroll is, trying to come up with a scheme to frustrate Brock Purdy. No problem, Brock Purdy gets four touchdowns, three touchdown passes and passes for over 320 yards. And this is going to be a tall task. So I'm going to preview this 49ers-Cowboys game to start. Because many of you know I am a 49ers fan. i got a lot of friends, including Gabe Reynolds, who's going to be on the show later, who is a Cowboys fan. And I know that the Cowboys have had a good season. They've had some ups and downs. Dak Prescott throwing too many picks. But this team is not very well coached. I think that all the pressure was on the Cowboys yesterday to win that game. I know they were playing an 8-9 team, but they were playing a really bad Buccaneers team and a 45-year-old Tom Brady. Mike McCarthy was on the hot seat. If the Cowboys would have lost that game yesterday, Mike McCarthy would have been fired. Now, if they lose to the 49ers in the divisional round, does Mike McCarthy still get fired? Is the expectations this year to at least get to the NFC Championship? Well, hopefully the Cowboys will try to figure things out. Will Dak Prescott have another great game like he had against Tampa Bay? Hindsight tells you no. I think that they might take a step back. But what if the 49ers come out and Brock Purdy throws four picks? And that's really the only way the 49ers lose this game if they don't get anything right. If the 49ers just show up and they play their game, they don't have to play their A game. But if they play the game running the football and playing physical defense, I think the 49ers will come out on top. They are favored by four. 
So I think that the 49ers should be able to win this game, although it's going to be a great game. That's probably going to be the highlight of divisional round playoff. And on Sunday, you got the Bengals and the Bills. I know they weren't impressive at all in the wild card round. You know, Buffalo just barely beating the Dolphins. The Bengals had to get a Sam Hubbard fumble recovery to win that game against a backup quarterback in Baltimore. But Baltimore's got a great defense. This is going to be a great game as well. But the divisional round starting on Saturday with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who came back from a 27-0 deficit over the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that Brandon Staley is out as the head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. Jacksonville is an 8.5-point underdog. Trevor Lawrence was a little rocky at first. He threw four picks, but Jacksonville was able to come back because of the soft coverage, and the Chargers were able to get them back in that game. And really, the Chargers blew that game. I think that the Jaguars, it's a nice story. Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl-winning head coach. What they went through from Urban Meyer and the disaster from last season to have the overall number one draft pick in back-to-back years, that's how bad the Jaguars have been. Two division champs hosting a playoff game, and now they take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. But I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I don't think that it is even going to be close. And then the Giants getting the upset over the Minnesota Vikings. But really, was it really an upset? The Vikings were really a team that was fooling everybody. They were 11-0 in one-possession games. Had a situation where Kirk Cousins threw a check down to TJ Hawkinson on a 4th and 8 when he only got three yards. And the Vikings end up losing. The Giants will take on the number one seed in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles, on Saturday night. The Eagles are favored by 7.5. But... How about the job that head coach Brian Dable has done for the New York football giants and really getting the most out of Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs in the league. And I like the Giants defense with Dexter Lawrence, Avon Thibodeau, and Xavier McKinney. And I think it is going to be a much closer game. The Eagles will probably win, but it is hard to beat a divisional rival three times in one season. And that's what the Eagles are going to have to do. Still, No update on Lane Johnson, whether or not he is going to play. Jalen Hurts is still banged up. We don't have an injury report yet for the Eagles, but uh, we'll see. I'm looking forward to that game as well. Divisional playoffs coming up this weekend. How about that? All right, well, we did have some action in the NBA last night. How about those Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, they've won three straight. They defeated the Miami Heat 121-113. DeJounte Murray with 28 points. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks are 22-22. and 22, And if the season ended today, they would be in the play-in game. But in the NBA, you just have to weather the storm. Because right now, the Boston Celtics look unstoppable. Brooklyn has taken a step back because of the Kevin Durant injury. And then in the Western Conference, you got the Memphis Grizzlies. 10-game win streak. The Denver Nuggets on a 6-game win streak. Both are tied atop of the Western Conference. Who wants it? Who wants home court throughout the playoffs? I think that either one of these teams can make it to the NBA Finals. And how about the Lakers? Now, congratulations to LeBron getting 38,000 points. He is getting closer and closer to that all-time scoring record by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The Lakers do beat the Rockets, but if their schedule gets tough, they've got to weather the storm. They're only a game and a half out of the play-in game. And it's not a foregone conclusion. If they get into the play-in game, if they get the ninth or the 10th seed, they're only guaranteed the 8th seed. They got to play either Memphis or Denver. 
I don't see a Lakers team going on the road and beating Denver or Memphis. I just don't see it. Denver and Memphis has a lot more depth than the Lakers. Now, the Lakers do have superstars, but LeBron, come on, he's 38 years old. His legs are going to be absolutely tired getting into the playoffs. And I don't think, especially if they sneak into the playing game and they're able to win two games and get that eighth seed, I think that that is a tall task to either upset a Denver or a Memphis in that first round of the playoffs. So sorry, Lakers fans. I know that when AD comes back, you thought that maybe this was a team that was going to make a run to the NBA Finals, but not this year. College basketball, how about? I want to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, I'll get into Alabama as well because the new rankings came out. Alabama's ranked fourth after they had a huge win over LSU. But Georgia getting a road win over Ole Miss. And the Georgia Bulldogs, they are 13-4 overall and 3-1 and in conference play. Now they play Kentucky tonight at Rupp Arena. And normally that tends to be a loss. But I could not believe the amount of teams that were upset in the top 25 over the weekend. And so the new rankings come out and the Houston Cougars, they are the number one team in college basketball with a 17-1 record, followed by the defending NCAA champion Kansas Jayhawks with a 16-1 record. Purdue, I mean, do you trust Zach Eady? I know that Jaden Ivey has left, but Alabama 15-2, knocking on the door and possibly could get a number one seed. I really want to see how Alabama plays against these other teams and get ready when they take on Auburn because Auburn got a big win over Mississippi State. You had Tennessee losing to Kentucky. And Arkansas, out of nowhere, losing to Vanderbilt. College basketball is crazy. And I know that it's nice if you're a college basketball fan. If you're not a fan of the Blue Bloods, it's great to have parity in college basketball. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Hey, the Columbus River Dragons are back in action this Friday and Saturday at the Columbus Civic Center taking on the Carolina Thunderbirds. They took one on the chin. They went up to Carolina and they lost both games. And the Columbus River Dragons... Now have four losses on the season. you got to come out and support the River Dragons. And also, don't forget that the Columbus Rapids in action this Friday night at the Lander Center against the Memphis Americans. You don't want to miss it. A couple more local things here in the Chattahoochee Valley, and then I will get my guess. Columbus State women's basketball team get the win over Augusta University. The Cougars drop the game to Augusta. The Columbus State Cougars fall to 9-7 overall, 2-4 in the Peach Belt. Meanwhile, the Augusta Jaguars go to 15-1, and they are still undefeated with a 6-0 record in the Peach Belt. Both the Cougars and Lady Cougars will travel to North Carolina tomorrow to take on Lander in a Peach Belt Conference game. Meanwhile, the LaGrange Panthers and Lady Panthers are in action at the Mariotti Gymnasium today, starting at 5 against covenant well i think it's about that time to bring on my guests they have been friends of the show rob frazier he was my colleague at freed hardman former play-by-play announcer for the freed hardman lions and lady lions gabe reynolds a student coach at freed hardman also was a color commentator on the air as well rob frazier is now a sports writer in west virginia and gabe reynolds is currently the head girls basketball coach at ezel harding christian high school So don't go anywhere. We'll have Rob and Gabe here on the show right after this quick commercial break. 
All right, we are back on the show, and happy MLK Day, everybody. And I'm so excited because I have uh, two guests on, on the show, uh, both of them very popular guests in the beginning of the Sports Beat, where we have been on the radio station. I got Rob Frazier. I got Gabe Reynolds. Gentlemen, welcome. I'm so excited for you, both of you, to join me here on the show. Hey, good morning. Glad to be here. Happy MLK Day to everybody. A day on, not a day off. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that in just a few moments. Uh, we all have special connections to this very important day, and uh, it's good to be on with you. Uh, Gabe, doing big things in Tennessee. I'm representing my home state of Tennessee today, coming to you from West Virginia. So glad to be on with you, Richard. Big news out of Tennessee, gentlemen, and this is not sports related, but I just want to get this out immediately. In and Out Burger is coming to Tennessee. I heard the news. I had to mention it on the show. It's coming to Franklin, Tennessee. Worth the drive. I will probably head up 65 going through Birmingham and making my way to Franklin, Tennessee and getting me some In-N-Out Burger. Hey, In-N-Out, first Whataburger, now In-N-Out Burger. It's a great time to be in Middle Tennessee along with Bucky. We got Bucky's in Middle Tennessee now. All right. Big thanks for sure. And speaking of big things, congratulations to uh, Gabe uh, doing big things uh, with his basketball coaching. And uh, normally we do an introduction. So congratulations to Gabe being the head coach of a great women's basketball program. Yeah, Gabe, what are you, 15 and three? We are 15 and three right now. We took a, uh, we went down to Memphis and lost a hard fall game to Carrierville on Saturday night and the, uh, Iverson Classic um, showcase. We got two big games this week. We got we're we're in in the mix for um, the top seed for the uh, number one number one in the district. So play tomorrow night against Clarksville Academy and Friday against Nashville Christian. And Nashville Christian is the number one seed in the district. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's exciting when you think about it, you know, uh, getting to travel and, and go all over the place with your basketball program. And, uh, yeah, that's great things, you know. And then as for me here in West Virginia, I picked up a sports writing job, which has been wonderful. Uh, this week I've got uh, games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, just going there and, and writing the sports articles for some great local basketball programs. So that's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we do the, we do the, the spoken programs, you know, where we're on the radio and things like this, but it's nice to actually do the, uh, do the written word as well and write some sports articles. So that, that's what's been uh, going on with me here in West Virginia. Rob, that's amazing. Congratulations. I'm really excited that you are back doing sports related stuff and i'm just glad that you're both here on the podcast we do have a special announcement here on the show i guess gabe you can call it a spin-off show from the sports beat uh you may pre premiere the gabe reynolds show i am excited and i i pretty much said sign me up i'm willing to be your producer yes looking forward to uh starting uh the gabe reynolds podcast uh coming soon We'll talk about uh, my high school basketball team along with uh, sports in the uh, Nashville area. Uh, it'll be produced by, uh, by by Richard, and uh, we're looking forward to have Rob and other guests on. But, hey, be on the lookout for the Gabe Reynolds podcast coming soon. And who wouldn't want to be on with Gabe Reynolds? I mean, the guest list is going to be amazing. Hey, we're going to have a lot of fun with it, just like we do right here on the sports beat. And, and with Richard behind the scenes, I, I know – that he's going to make this thing a, a, a real big hit for me. 
Oh, you know it, Gabe. You know I will promote it, and I will even try to get it on the radio station that this podcast is being broadcasted on, WQEE and Noonan. But I, I, I knew that, Gabe, that you were a star immediately when you were actually doing the assistant coaching at Freed Harmon. You were also color commentating and calling games at Freed Harmon. And your love for sports really just makes this podcast great. And same with you, Rob. I really appreciated the years that we called broadcasting at Freed Harmon and, you know, you doing play-by-play and me doing color, and then we switch it up. And we didn't just call basketball. I mean, we called baseball. And, Rob, you, I, I just want to let you know, I actually got back to calling high school uh, – not high, yeah, high school basketball games we had the Muskogee County Christmas tournament and one of the announcers here in Columbus asked me if I wanted to join him on the broadcast and it was a lot of fun. And uh, so I'm, I'm back doing uh, play-by-play and color for basketball again on, on the side though, is, is, you know, filling in though. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're just thankful for all the opportunities that we get, especially when uh, you go to the different levels, you know, the high school level, the college level, and even the professional level uh, with the opportunities you've had there in Columbus. So uh, we're thankful for that. Super wild card week in the National Football League. And I know we'll preview the divisional playoffs of the 49ers. They start things off a very impressive win over the Seattle Seahawks that took the lead at halftime. And I love the facial expression from Pete Carroll when the Seattle Seahawks kicked that field goal to go up 17-16 at the half. He's chomping his gum. He's all fired up. And then the downcast look on his face when the 49ers poured it on in that second half. And I got to tell you, when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in the Miami game, I actually tweeted, season over. 49ers are, are, are done. I cannot believe what Brock Purdy is doing. He is setting records. First NFL playoff game. He's 6-0 and as a rookie. And I'm excited, but I don't want to get too high and thinking, oh, Brock Purdy's going to lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl because I feel that the 49ers have not played an elite defense yet. I think if they play Dallas, Dallas could give them problems. I agree. Dallas definitely could give Brock Purdy some problems. I mean, don't don't get it twisted and think that Brock Purdy is, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo and he's the one that's going to lead the 49ers to the promised land. He was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. That's why he was the last pick in the NFL draft. He is still a rookie. So don't get your hopes up thinking that the 49ers are going to do something. He may make some plays, but he got to contend with Michael Parsons. And Michael Parsons is chopping at the bit and getting in that backfield to get the sack on Mr. Irrelevant. He won't be Mr. Irrelevant then. He will be relevant when he's laying on his back looking up because he can't get the ball to Mr. Debo Samuels and Mr. George Kittle. <laughs> what a hot sports take. Wow, Gabe, bringing it here early on this show. I love it. Uh, but we did have some other games, Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, future cast, future cast, newsflash. The Cowboys still got a win tonight against yes, that's right. Against my, man, my man, Mr. Tom Brady. I forgot about that. That's on the road, on the road, by the way, on the road, by the way, in Tampa. So we'll see. We'll see. One hey, thing at a time. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. Every time, I know Tom Brady is 7-0 and against the Cowboys. They said Nick Saban was 20-0 and against his former assistant. Everybody is going to get an L at one point. Tonight is the night. As long as Dak doesn't throw the ball to the other team, the Cowboys go into Tampa and Tom Brady's career 
and then they go on to San Francisco. I'm calling it first, and I'm calling it right now, and I'll give you my score prediction at the end. All right. and But does Tom Brady have one foot out the door, right? I mean, there's rumors about him being interested in Miami and Las Vegas and wherever he can get his next contract, right, Richard? Yeah, there's even rumors about him going to San Francisco, but I don't know about that. I'm a believer in Brock Purdy. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the next game. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers blew a 27-0 lead against Jacksonville. Fellas, what is going on? Are the Chargers the Falcons of the AFC? Go ahead, Gabe. Uh, I think I, th- I just don't think the Chargers know how to finish. They'll they 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 they're gonna they're gonna put all their money into Herbert. Like Herbert is the next up and coming star. The only problem is they don't have pieces around him to uh to build. So I think I think L.A. the Chargers are maybe a, a year or two away because they don't have the receivers. They don't have the tight end. They don't have the defense uh, yet. But to blow a lead to Jacksonville, I, I, I would say this. Jacksonville has been playing some great ball the last seven games. Like, they came out of nowhere and they beat Indy, and then they beat uh, Tennessee to get to this point. So we can't say this is a fluke. Because it's year one for uh, Doug Peterson. But remember, Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning coach. All it took was getting uh, um, Trevor Lawrence to, to believe in himself because his confidence was shook last year with Urban Meyer. I wouldn't say, Richard, that they're the, um, the Falcons of the AFC because y- y'all had Matt Ryan. Justin Herbert ain't Matt Ryan. But uh, – I, I don't. I just don't think. I think they let their guard down and gave up because they were so far ahead, and they didn't think Jacksonville was going to make a comeback like that. Gabe, I do agree. I feel that uh, the Chargers, when they kick that field goal to go up thirty to fourteen, when Jacksonville's playing loose and they got nothing to lose, and Trevor Lawrence, who got the jitters out, he threw four picks, but he came back in and he led some touchdown drives. And then Jacksonville with the play to go for two, and that was a big play because Joey Bosa was offside, but he was kept pointing, saying that it was a false start on the Jacksonville offensive line. They go for two. They're down 30-28. to 28. Now the Chargers play tight. They have to punt it away. And then what a gutsy call by Doug Peterson to go for it on that fourth and one. Jacksonville kicks the field goal and just shocks the Chargers to move on to the next round. And I feel that Brandon Staley is out as the head coach. You cannot blow a 27-0 lead in your first round of the playoffs. The Chargers have a very talented team, but they have underachieved since Brandon Staley has been the coach in Los Angeles. Is this this Staley's second year as head coach? Or is this his third? I think it's his third. Yeah. It's, I think because they because they had Anthony Lynn when they first moved into LA when he was in San San Francisco, and then they fired him. So it's either his second year or his third. But either way, I think they'll give him one more year. I don't think they'll fire him just yet. Um, because here's the thing: if you fire him, who do you go hire? Because there's not really many many good candidates or, or good coordinators out there that you can bring in. I mean, 
All right, who are you gonna go get? Uh, you're not getting Lincoln Riley. You're 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 not getting anybody from. You're not getting Matt Rule from. Uh, he just he just got with uh, Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. You're mm-hmm. not getting Sean Payton because you got to give up too much to get him. So so where do you go? Where where do you go? So I, I think he gives one more year, and that gives another. Another coordinator, another um, another person, you know, another year to to come around. But I don't think they'll make that move right right now. That's tell, just my that's just me. I tell you where you where you go if you're Trevor Lawrence. You go to where else do you go after a big victory? Uh, the game didn't end till midnight Eastern. So where do you go? You go to Waffle House and you have a nice meal, a victory meal at the Waffle House. You guys hear that story? That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Waffle House is always good at any time of the day, but especially at night. Yeah, because they smothered and covered uh, the the spread. (laughs) They they, they definitely smothered and covered the spread and they smothered and covered San Diego. I'm sorry, the, the Chargers. All right, Gabe, you are right that Brandon Staley has only been in Los Angeles for two seasons. So you're right. I don't think they fire him. Uh, Gentlemen, let's go ahead and move to Sunday's games because the first game was Miami and Buffalo. Buffalo had a big win. They had a big lead against Miami. But Skylar Thompson, he's the third-string quarterback. He's only a rookie. Miami almost pulled that out. I mean, I'm I'm very impressed with the Miami Dolphins and the way they clawed their way back. And I'm a little worried about Buffalo going into the divisional round against Cincinnati. I'm, I definitely see that as a classic trap game. Um, and then, Rich, like we talked about in the pre, in the pregame, I mean, in the pre-show before we went live, um, the fact that it's three weeks removed from the uh, the, the, the DeMar Hamlin incident, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of emotion there on both sides uh, from both teams. But I think that um, – you can never count out Joe Burrow. Like even if you, even if he throws five interceptions, he still got to say it. Even if he throws, he's not he's not making completed passes. He still got a chance. So you still got to factor all of that in uh, into the game. But also with uh, Buffalo, you you're playing in Buffalo. So the the Bills mafia, the weather, and all of that is not an intimidating factor to Cincinnati, but it's going to be the emotion. And everybody's going to – I think Buffalo's going to come out inspired because they're playing for – they're still playing for DeMar. This is now a special season for them, and anything less than a Super Bowl or a Super Bowl run would be um, a letdown, especially especially after that game three weeks ago. Yeah, I was surprised by Miami's uh, performance in that game, too. I mean, credit to them for making a game out of it. And all the games this weekend, uh, that's why people love that opening round, you know, playing with that desperation. And their game plan was good, and uh, it made for an interesting uh, ball game. And, and um, Buffalo was uh, fortunate to get out of there with the, with the win, that's for sure. Probably the most Definitely. shocking game in the wild card round was the Giants beating the Vikings. You know, the Vikings were 11 and 0 in one possession games. They got a lot of talent. Justin Jefferson, probably the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, you can argue on maybe Jamar Chase, but you have Kirk Cousins once again shrinking in the big game. And Daniel Jones had his best game as a pro 
And a little dose of Saquon Barkley. I like the Giants' defense with Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau. The Giants pulled off the shocker. What do you think about the Giants upsetting the Vikings? And now they got to play Philly on Saturday. Well, you know, that game uh, was indeed what we thought it was. You know, uh, for some reason, Minnesota was, has struggled all year to win games against quality opponents that are close, right? And uh, a lot of people predicted, you know, that Minnesota is just kind of a paper champion. They got a great record, but – Hey, uh, looking looking to, at the Giants, you know, in that tough division with the Eagles and the Cowboys, you know, being battle tested, and and they got looks like they got their offense and, and defensive line back in order. So, so they've got a chance to take their team on the road and, and compete in the next round because we've seen in the playoffs that teams that get hot in the wild card and they get things going at just the right time, they might be a potential upset in the next round. Very very true. Um, I, I love the fact that. Um, they they came in there and they just played. They played loose. They didn't they didn't have anything to lose. They didn't have um, anything more to gain. They just went in and just played and just let the, let the chips fall where they where they make. Um, that's that's what's the beauty of the playoffs. Like it's a it's a one game scenario. It's win or go home, uh, and you gotta come. You can't have a, a letdown. You can't. You can't take a playoff. There's no tomorrow, and that's the one thing about uh, the wild card uh, that you that you have that people have to factor in, and teams have to come ready to play because you only get that moment. So, so who do they have coming up next, Richard? Who will the Giants be matched up against in the next round? Oh, they're playing the Eagles in the next round. And, oh wow! And, I, yeah, Dave and yeah. I would be. With that, send the Eagles home. Send the Eagles flying home. That'd well, be all right. <laughs> here, here's my thing on that right there. And this is my philosophy. It is hard to beat a team three times. And all the pressure is on the Eagles. Yep. All the pressure is on the Eagles. The Giants are going to come in loose. They have no pressure on them. Remember that. They got no pressure. And who would have thought that the Giants quarterback had a rushing game? My goodness, he had almost 100 yards rushing. I thought he was more of a stationary drop-back quarterback. But, yeah, he, he had some he had some good runs. A lot of people thought that. But, you know, and, and, you know, I will, one thing I'll say about Brian Dable, Dable's an excellent coach. Uh, Dable, you know, even from his time in New England, even from his time as the uh, – as the OC at, um, at, at, at Bama, like he's always been an excellent, a excellent coach. And one thing about it now, the Giants got this. They got, they got some swag about them again. They, they got some swagger with them. They're playing, and they're playing for their coach. They didn't play for uh, the previous coaches, if you look at them. That, not that hard, and they were always dealing with injuries. This is the best year that Saquon Barkley has had since he's been in the league. Yeah, that's you know? a great point. That's a great point that, you know, who your coach is makes all the difference. Yeah. 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 Because they're, run, they're, run, they're running through a wall for Barkley right now. I mean, not Barkley, for Dable right now. Yes, Gabe, he is coach of the year. That That is my pick oh, for definitely. NFL coach of the year. Definitely. If, if he doesn't, he if he doesn't get coach of the year, he got, he got rocked. Absolutely. He got rocked. And how about the the game that kept us up late last night, or kept me up late last night? On you know, oh boy, 
on yes. uh, Eastern time, that the Ravens and uh, Bengals game. Man, what a game with the Ravens quarterback, you know, being the backup to Lamar Jackson. Man, he really shined, and, and he just uh, – they they interviewed him pregame. What are your thoughts on the game? He's like, hey, you know, it's, it's just a game. We're going to go out and play. And I have uh, never – seen a goal line play go like that in an NFL game. It was a brilliant play by the defender to reach over and just knock that ball out of his hands. He thought that he had that he had reached the ball far enough, but I heard on another sports talk show this morning that he was actually uh, about a yard short there or, half, you know, somewhere between half a yard and a yard short on that reach-in play. The defender coming over, knocking the ball down, and it just happening – the ball just happened to land in the hands of a defender or a lineman for the Cincinnati Bengals who had to run, you know, 97, 98 yards. Uh, boy, that was that was something. Well, you know, the crazy thing is he he dove. He, he didn't look at it. He was, you know, most of the time when you do a sneak like that, you try to do it within inside of one yard. He was he was almost at the he was like a yard and a half almost at the two yard line. So he wasn't even like close. And then too, when you look at the replay, when he went to dive, he just jumped straight up like he was trying to jump up and over. He didn't he didn't reach the ball out. He didn't extend. He had both hands on the ball, but they just punched the ball out. So, so that was like Yeah. That was a case yeah. of his his inexperience, you know, right. showing up at the worst time in the game. And you feel bad for the guy because, you know, th- th- that would have, you know, tied the game and potentially presented with an overtime uh, period. But what a game. Here's what I hope doesn't happen to uh, to Baltimore. I hope they go ahead and pay Lamar Jackson what he's owed and mm-hmm. give him his money. But I also hope that they don't try to put pin this on Harbaugh. Yes. It's not. This is not. Harbaugh, this is not Harbaugh's fault. Harbaugh actually coached a, a really good team. They just didn't have the quarterback, and then he had like his backup quarterback got hurt. So now they were down to the third string, and then they had to bring somebody in off the practice squad. But yet he still kept them in contention to make the playoffs. So I hope that this doesn't cost Harbaugh his job. Now, remember when we talked about earlier? If they decide to move on and uh, with the Chargers from their head coach, if Harbaugh does get fired from Baltimore, the first call I'm making, I'm, if I'm the GM for uh, the Chargers, I'm calling Harbaugh because imagine what Harbaugh can do as a Super Bowl winning coach, what he can do with Justin Herbert and that offense. Because remember, they got rid of half of the offensive uh, players in Baltimore, you know, everybody wants to say, well, he wasn't – after he got rid of Ray Lewis, they didn't have anything, this and that. But they traded away their their number one receiver, Hollywood Brown. They sent him to uh, Arizona. So you really didn't give him a whole lot to work with anymore anyway. So he had to play with the hand that he was dealt with, and he still made it work. So sounds, I, I would definitely make that call. Yeah, that sounds very similar to the gamble that the Tennessee Titans made in the offseason that, that cost them and their general manager his position. Well, and you know, I, I still think to this day that they made the decision wrong when they when they let the GM go. Because as soon as they let the GM go, the Titans just stopped playing. 
that could have you could have made that decision at the end. You didn't have to make that decision right then and there. What what was it gonna do? Because when you make a decision, you were in first place. You were in first place in the uh in the division. Your season was going good. It wasn't falling apart just yet. You you had you had chances and opportunities. Why just because they played the Eagles and AJ Brown had a decent game, you did not have to make that move right away. Cause she but the owner basically tanked their whole season right there. Today is MLK Day. Um, it's a very special day, not just in sports. I mean, we have the the MLK Day games between the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, it, you know, so basically the MLK Days, it's always special. It's pretty much a slate of NBA games. It started out with the Grizzlies and Hawks because as you know, Dr. Martin Luther King's hometown was Atlanta. Unfortunately, he was shot in Memphis. I mean, so there there is that tie with Memphis and Atlanta for MLK Day. But the whole league has got games all day today. I mean, MLK Day is a very special day, not just for sports, but it also paved the way for African-American athletes to really excel, not just Jackie Robinson, but just you think of everybody that really just broke barriers down in the sports and and it really it's really this country is better because of it. I'm really thankful for Dr. Martin Luther King and what he did for this country. Yeah, um the MLK day is 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 very special. Um you know that I started off when we started the show I said, you know, it's a day on, not a day off. Uh yes, it's a federal holiday that is recognized um and given, but it, it, it's more than just having a day off to um word but it's a it's a it's a day to reflect and remember um what dr king did not only for uh african americans and minorities in general but also um what he did for everyone in this country the famous 1963 i have a dream speech at the lincoln memorial sent shockwaves uh to everybody throughout the country and here we are you know so much progress has happened uh not only in the African-American world, but also in, in, in the U.S. period and throughout the world. I mean, for me to be sitting here uh, as the first African-American uh, head basketball coach at Ezell Harding, uh, Corey Stewart, who's the first uh, African-American head coach in Ezell Harding history, uh, several years, you know, a few years, mm, what's this? S- several years ago, we had, our, you know, we elected our first African-American president just, just looking at the progress and the change that has happened from uh, the, the the civil rights movement until now uh, is it, a testament to what this day and what this man uh, believed. He said he had a dream. And, you know, the three of us sitting right here, you know, back in the 60s, you wouldn't have in the South, in the South just alone, you wouldn't have been able to, the three of us wouldn't have been able to have a conversation uh, and talk sports or anything. So it's been a progressive movement. And and it's still going. It's not it's not done yet. There's still things that have to be done. There's still things that we work at that that are being worked on, especially like police reform, uh, social injustice, um, s- systemic racism, uh, and, and things like that. It's not just against uh, African Americans. It's against uh, it's against whites. It's against uh, other minorities. It's against Asians. It's against Hispanic. So everybody is still trying to get there and get over that hump. But Dr. King had a dream and he had a vision. And that's what this day is about. It's about reflecting and remembering what he uh, fought for and, cont- and knowing that their fight is still 
continuing it going on. That's what this day is about. Gabe, really, what does MLK Day mean for the athlete today? And you being a coach and having an impact on these student athletes, and what do do they reflect back on MLK Day and Dr. Martin Luther King and what he has done? Or is it just for this younger generation, is it hard to understand because it was such a long time ago? Uh, it, it's that right there. This younger generation is a little bit harder to understand. Uh, they do know what the day signifies and what the day means. It's just hard. To, it's just hard for them to uh, understand the struggle of what it was like um, back in the '60s during the Civil Rights Movement. Um, but that, as a, for an athlete today, looking at where the sports has come, where sports was then, to where sports is now. Um, they do understand and see the significant impact uh, that this day has um, in, in, in modern-day sports today, whether it's NFL, NBA, MLB, WNBA, uh, uh, the Olympics, across the board. Yeah, and what I love is is uh, in your context, you know, that um, black athletes are, are at the high school level even are getting – uh, fair and equal opportunities at every level, every level, whether it be a public school or even in the private schools. Now, you know, private schools obviously have their choice of who they enroll right in their school. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the private school programs now we're seeing a lot of diversity there. And, you know, your thoughts on that, Gabe, as you travel all over the state and, you know, surrounding states. Um, what I see, you know, with the private schools, they're, they're very selective, but I, I you know, one thing that I've noticed being here at Ezell, um, just just uh, 25 years ago, Ezell Harding was uh, 98% white, um, 2% black. And now when you look at the population of Ezell Harding, especially in the high school side, it is 85% black or a minority and 15% white. You look at my basketball team compared to when we were all at Freed Hardeman with Candace and, and, uh, and, and all of them, the team at that time was all white. There were no blacks on the basketball team. Now you look at my team today, I have, I have a predominantly black team with, uh, I think I have maybe three or four, uh, uh, young, young white ladies. Uh, my entire coaching staff is black, but it's just, it's just a culture shift. The boys basketball team is all black, uh, with one white guy. And then you have, uh, the head coach who is white, but he has uh, two black assistants. So it is a it's a thing that has been progressively moving. And me and my AD, we talk all the time. There's still some issues, not issues, but you know that he even said they the 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 Ezel lifers uh, here they have had a time adjusting to um, the dynamic shift and the culture shift, and the students don't have people that they can look at that are of their of their race. Uh, when they have an issue or have a problem. So me being here on campus provides one aspect of it. But just when you're in class, you have more black male teachers. But the, I have I have female basketball players. They have no uh, African-American female that they can go to and talk to when they have any problems or issues or anything like that. So that's part of the uh, part of the change that we're bringing in. Um, we're wanting to start a, a, a minority student club. Uh, to uh, allow the students to have a way to voice their opinion uh, and to talk. You know, the biggest thing here in the, in Christian schools is, is the music. Um, they come around to cha- allowing us to play different music for the for the for the girls and the guys to get hyped during the game. So it, it's it's small changes, but it's 
that small change is a big change if you look at the bigger picture. Oh, I love that. That's that's great to hear, and I'm glad that you're a part of that. And, you know, you talk about Martin Luther King and his I Have a Dream speech. I mean, you are literally living out your dream, uh, Gabe, and also – uh, and it's just wonderful to, to see that happen and, and having that impact on, on the next generation of today's youth. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and it's, you know, it all started with just a born the dream and freed Hardeman and, you know, somebody taking a chance on me. And I, I'm just appreciative for uh, somebody taking that chance and letting me live it out. This is like I said, it every day is, is something new that you learn. But, you know, it's more than about wins and losses. It's about the impact that you make in your players' lives. Well, I just want to say before we close this show that I'm proud of both of you. Gabe, as a head basketball coach, 15-3, and three, doing a great job. Rob, as a sports writer, uh, we definitely got to get some more shows. I always have fun when it's the three of us because we really could get into some topics. And uh, this really has been a fun show, and I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I, I know I have a day off. I know, Gabe, you got to get ready for practice. But uh, I cannot wait for the Gabe Reynolds podcast. I know it's coming shortly. Oh, yeah, it, it's coming. We, we we getting on it. We getting getting it ready. Just got to find some time between this basketball schedule to, uh, to get it done. And before Gabe, has, before Gabe has to go, can we talk about two quick things? We may be ganging up on, on Richard and, and his West Coast loyalty. But, number one, did you see that John Morant dunk the other night? Ooh. And, number two – Grizzlies are still holding it down at number one in the West. So go ahead, Gabe. We know you you, you got to run. Ooh, John Mar- hey, that was the one everybody was waiting on. He cocked that thing all the way back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And them Grizzlies, they out there having fun. They they are definitely having fun with what they do. Yes, and and uh, you know, and it's great to see. And Richard and I talked about it. Reminds you of the Pistons and the Bulls, you know, that changeover with the Pistons and the Bulls, and even the Lakers and the Celtics, and you know, the Warriors when, when they got Curry back. Correct, Richard? Yes, they did. So, I mean, they're going to make their run, and I'm just hoping, you know, in my personal opinion, that the Grizzlies don't have to play them in the first round. Uh, because that would be tough if Golden State has all their players back, wouldn't it, uh, Gabe? Yeah, now, you know, but you know, that's that's the robbery now. That's where it's gonna be, uh, and we just gonna, you know, you they're young. You just got you just got to play it. You you just got to show up and you got to play. So we just home court, if we get home court advantage, if we get the yeah. one seed, we get home court advantage. Golden State got to come to us. All roads lead through Memphis, and we are gonna make sure we blast and whoop that trick in the uh, FedEx form. We're gonna let them know. Wouldn't that be a wild world of sports, man? If I mean, even <laughs> that one or two seed, and and so future episodes, Richard, we 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 can dish on the NBA and in college basketball. By the way, thirteen of the top twenty-five teams lost over the weekend. I did so, see that. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, you know who could possibly, Gabe? You might like this because I know you're an Alabama football fan. Alabama basketball has a shot at going to the Final Four. They're yeah, good, but Rich, but Rich, I ain't an Alabama basketball fan, no. But that, hey, that boy Brandon Miller, he from Nashville, so six one five, stand up. They got yeah, them as uh, projected as a number one seed right now. The latest bracketology. <laughs> Absolutely. And as we wrap up the episode, I'd like to say love and prayers. Apparently there was a tragedy with the Georgia football program, the the lineman and and the staffer, the lady who. Uh, 
who died in the accident uh, over the weekend. So that, that news broke over the weekend as well, Richard. Also, the Alabama basketball player uh, was was charged with murder. I mean, it, it just – Capital murder. It's just crazy to hear stuff like that. It's just – it's heartbreaking, especially for the families. Yeah, yeah. Every day is a yeah. blessing, and uh, I'm glad we could talk about sports today and it really coming together. And uh, and once again, so happy for Gabe and for you, Richard, as well. And yes, and I know it's been months since I've had you both on the show, but – the podcast is still going strong. You two are more than welcome to come on anytime you like. I miss those days when we would just get on the podcast and talk sports. Absolutely. But we're, go- we're going to be guests on Gabe's show when that starts. Oh, yes. Definitely. I cannot definitely. wait for that. <laughs> definitely. Y'all, y'all definitely got to be on, on that for mine. And, uh, and, and we're just going to continue to have fun. Absolutely. And and man, I don't know if I don't know, Richard, I don't know if we could hack one of Gabe's uh, basketball practices, man. I mean, oh, man, I, I don't know, man. We're, we're getting up there in years, man. He's probably got them running sprints and whew. What, what Gabe needs no. to do, uh, you just need to go Facebook Live. You just need to get a broadcaster to just broadcast your games on Facebook Live so we can watch it. Hey, yeah, no, so so we actually we actually stream our home games. We just need to figure out a way to uh because uh, we get a lot of people that watch the live stream. You just need to figure yeah. out a way to uh, do the commentating on the on the live stream. Yeah, there you go. And there's resources like Huddle and the NFHS, the National mm-hmm. uh, High School uh, Broadcasting Streaming Network for high school programs as well. So you could follow your favorite sports teams all over the country, even at the high school level now. So that that's really good. Oh, yeah. I got to get ready to get off. I got I to okay. get in here, get ready for practice. Big game tomorrow. Um, like I said, we're currently 15 and three. Uh, we're five and one in the district with a chance this week to uh, pull some, pull another upset or two and, and try to get, we're trying to get first place, trying to get the first place. We get first place. We can get a first round by in the district tournament. So that, All right. that, that's the goal. Look forward to keeping up with that. Oh yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. As well, always, gentlemen, it's always good to be on the podcast. Rich, uh, thanks for having me. Rob, uh, good to see you, man. I'm going to step back and let Richard close it out if he needs to, but I'm going to go ahead and jump off, and I'll catch you guys later. All right, right. take it easy. And I hope those those girls know who's coaching them, you know, a local celebrity. (laughs) You got to remind them of that every now and then. You you got the goods too, brother. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, I come out and let them know every now and then. All right. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you all later. All right. God bless. All right. See you again. All right, Rob, I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Um. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for being a guest here on the show. That'll do it for this show, and uh, hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Happy MLK Day, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.